The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100 deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app now. And we're brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm currently sitting in the northeast of England in what was today snowy Newcastle. Wow. Um, I played baseball on Sunday afternoon and it was about 20 degrees and I was sweating buckets. It was a beautiful summer's day. Uh, and today the snow was going sideways past the window when I got out of bed. Um, so from Houston, Texas, Moonaf Manji, is it snowed over there? Absolutely not. We had our <laughs> we had our winter storm, I want to say, what was it, last year or the year prior where we got <laughs> I don't know how much snow we got. I think I sent you the pictures, but yeah, yeah, that's the snow that we got. So we probably won't get it for another 10, 20 years. But how often does it snow up there? Oh every day. Oh, okay. So you're used that, to that, that, that sunny day we had on Sunday was our our equivalent of your one snowy day in 20 okay. years. Uh, <laughs> that was our one sunny day. Uh, absolutely remarkable stuff. Um, so, yeah, we're a day closer than we were yesterday, Moodaf, to, uh, to next Thursday's opening day. Uh, we knocked out both central divisions yesterday, gave out a, a 12 to 1 divisional pick. Well, I did anyway. Yeah. Uh, and we gave out some overs and unders. Uh, we got through those divisions. Uh, so, this evening, uh, we're going to look at here, Moonaf, uh, the third one. It's going to be the American League West Division. Um, the I'll give you the lines first for the division winners. Yeah. Um, AL West, I'll just get them here. Um, similar to yesterday, we've got a minus, around about a minus 150, uh, one, 145 uh, favourite in the Houston Astros. Um, the LA Angels are then three to one. The Seattle Mariners at five to one. The Texas Rangers at 16 to one. And the Oakland Athletics at 20 to 1 for the division. Uh, we go through the teams from uh, first to worst, and we'll have a look at some overs, unders, lineups, etc. And hopefully at the end of the podcast, uh, give out some best bets and picks for this division. Uh, Moonaf, you can lead us off with your hometown, Houston Astros. Like I say, round about minus 150. They've got a projected total. Mm-hmm. Uh, of about 89 wins. Uh, the bookies line is at 91 and a half. Uh, so they're two and a half, uh, two and a half below that, um, which is kind of in our sweet spot for something we've been looking to pick. But uh, what do you make of the business that the Astros have done uh, in this offseason? And how do you see them faring this year? Yeah, for the Astros, are the obviously two big things for them. Uh, I guess we can start on the pitching side. Uh, they do get... Justin Verlander back, one of the best pitchers uh, in the entire MLB. Uh, he missed the entirety of last season with an injury. 
Um, so he'll be right back up there in the top of the rotation for the Houston Astros. And, you know, last season, this pitching rotation was, they held it down pretty well without Verlander. You know, they had guys like Jose or Katie, Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, the rookie was absolutely fantastic for them. Eventually they did get Lance McCullers back uh, during the season, but unfortunately right before the world series, they lost McCullers to, I believe it was a forearm injury. Um, the latest news about Lance McCullers is that he won't be ready for opening day. It might be another month, month and a half before he is back in this pitching rotation. But I think this rotation without McCullers right now, they're going to be okay. Like I said, uh, with Verlander at the number one spot as their ace, then you have Framber Valdez, Jose or Katie, Luis Garcia. Um, that fifth spot is probably going to be either Jake Odorizzi or Christian Javier for the Astros. And I think that the depth and the, the deepness, I guess we can say that the Astros rotation has, they're going to be okay without Lance McCullers. And then the bullpen was a concern last year for this team. I think at the trade deadline, they went out and got Kendall Graveman in the um, bullpen for them. They lost him. I believe it was to the White Sox. We discussed last uh, yesterday. Um, but I think that at least for the starting rotation, I also want to get your thoughts on this. Malcolm is that I think they're going to be okay. Uh, it's pretty deep. I think they're, they are probably a top three, top four rotation, at least in the American league. So at least from a pitching standpoint, this team is going to be a okay. Yeah, absolutely agree. Moon FM. We followed them quite closely, obviously towards the end of the season when they made that uh, deep playoff run. And with you being, with you being there in Houston, we often talked about them a lot. Um, yeah. JV returning is a huge boost. Uh, 39 years of age um, is really the only, um, if, you, if you're looking for a, for a negative, how many people going into their age 40 season uh, have returned um, from that kind of injury? It's not very many that have pitched successfully. I heard uh, that it might be nine or 10 throughout sort of MLB history. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, love Framber Valdez. Um, we really got on board with Garcia and Akiti. We're both young guys, 25 and 26. Mm-hmm. Um, no real problem with Jake Odorizzi either. Um, he, can, he can pitch to a low four ERA, which for your fifth start is absolutely fine. Um, and Christian Javier uh, is a potential um, sixth starter. Out of the pen, uh, Josh James, who um, was a highly touted prospect, was uh, a flamethrowing, potentially closer a couple of years ago, um, has had some injury problems. He's back uh, this year. I noticed he picked up a save. I think it might have been last night, actually. Uh, so Josh James is a name to look at. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, the lineup is great. Absolutely. Uh, top to bottom, they're going to get a, a hopefully a full season out of Alex Bregman is yeah. key. Um, mm-hmm. If they can get somewhere near 550 plus plate appearances from Bregman. Um, and you've got the big boys in the middle uh, expecting great things from Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker. Um, those two could hit, man, 70, 75, 80 bombs between them. Yeah. Um, the replacement for Carlos Correa is an interesting one as well. Um, really could hold the key to how, how good a season Houston have. He's a lad called Jeremy Pena, yeah. um, who is a, they drafted him in 2018, uh, prospect, so still just um, 24 years of age, um, but projected for a full-time role, mm-hmm. uh, batting eight in that order. Um, got a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, will hit a middle and batting average, so it doesn't look uh, anything terrible batting at eight, and, and if he can uh, hold it together, 
and so into the rest of that order. Like I say, I think it's those big hitters. Uh, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker, for me, are primed uh, for really big seasons. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, even, you know, they lost, obviously, Korea to the Minnesota Twins in the offseason. As much as, you know, the local fan base wanted him back, and I'm sure the, uh, you know, the players in the organization wanted Carlos Correa back, um, J- Jeremy Pena is going to fit very, very nicely at that shortstop position as um, kind of the next guy to take over what Correa was doing, at least from a defensive standpoint. And, you know, I will be putting some money down on Jeremy Pena to win rookie of the year in the national, sorry, the American league. Um, and, and you hit the two guys that I was also going to highlight Kyle Tucker last year had a breakout year. Finally, I think the, the, the Astros fans were waiting for, for this type of year from Kyle Tucker last year. And they're just hoping to get at least a full season or a healthy season from Jordan Alvarez, because the power this man possesses, if he's going to be in that lineup every single day or play at least to say 130, 140 games, 150 games for the Astros, he has the potential of getting 45 to 50 home runs just by the pure power this guy possesses. Let's not forget Jose Altuve still in the lineup at that top of the uh, top of the lineup there for the Astros. Uh, Michael uh, Brantley, another solid guy, batting average is always up there for Michael Brantley. Alex Bregman, I think, like you said, he's going to be the key for them, that he's also able to contribute some type of power for this team and maybe get you know in the range of 25 to 30 home runs. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, last season, number three in the entire major league in average last season uh, for the Astros. So they're going to be okay. Again, Dusty Baker is back as a manager. I did read a report on Twitter that he is a little bit concerned about the center field position for the Astros, whether it's going to be Chase McCormick or if it's going to be somebody else that's kind of going to be manning that center field uh, for the Astros. But again, also keep in mind that this team right now is $30 million under the CBT, which means they can, during the season, if an injury occurs or if they think they need to go out and get another bat or a guy in the center field, you know, like a Marte from the Diamondbacks, if they're, I know he just signed the contract with them, but if he feels that, He's time for him to move on or he wants to go to an organization to win. I mean, that type of player they can go out and certainly trade for because they are well under that uh, CBT threshold. Yeah, that's a, a really good point you make, Munaf, about having that available cap to spend. Um, so in terms of a, of a win total or a bet, um, as we said yesterday, the, these minus, um, minus 150s uh, aren't necessarily something we'd like to give out although we could include them in a parley uh, when we get to the end of these six divisional um, previews. But in terms of the, the total, we've got, we've got a line of 91.5 over uh, our sponsor, WinBet. Um, mm. I've got a projection of 89. Um, what would you be doing with it? Is it a no bet for you or, or would you be looking to get involved? Yeah, I mean, I think for this Astros team, and again, last year, Malcolm, we were we waited until the, to pull the plug on the division odds for this Astros team. And if we kind of go all the way back to the 2017 year for this Astros team, uh, 2017, they won 101 games. 2018, they won 103 games. 2019, 107. The pandemic year um, in the shortened season, they were they were a little subpar, but I don't think we can take much away from that. And then last season, they still finished with 95 wins. So the core of this team is still there. You get Justin Verlander back. The departure of Correa, I don't think it's going to hurt them 
as I kind of dug deeper on this team, I don't think it's going to hurt them as much as I thought I it would, but I will still lean towards the over on this, on this team for the Astros, because again, the core is still intact for them. And I think the big thing, like I talked about that 30 million that they still have under the cap available to go out and spend money. If they think they need another pitcher or a batting or, or bullpen help, they can certainly go out and do that. So I'm leading, uh, I'm going to probably play the over on the Astros. Yeah. For me, I think the numbers right there, I'd be, um, I would be concerned ever so slightly. Just the, the, the entire division is slightly more competitive. You said they, they got to 95 wins last year. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers are a little bit better. Uh, the two teams we're going to talk about next, the Angels and the Mariners, are going to be there or thereabouts. And I think that just might um, hit them a little bit. So the number's right there for me. Um, in this division, I will be looking elsewhere uh, for my pick. But yeah, it's round about uh, the, the minus 150s, right? Um, for them to win the division. I do think they're going to be half a dozen games better than the nearest rival. Uh, but for me, that nothing appeals hugely on the over or under. Um, we move down the list, Munaf, uh, to the uh, Los Angeles Angels. So plus 400 for the division. Um, we've got a projection of 82 and a win bet line of 83 and a half. So not a million miles away, a game and a half away from each other. Um, one of the most intriguing teams uh, in all of baseball. Mm. Um, pretty much, we could have recorded this conversation 10 years ago and then just played it out on a loop because we're going to say the same things that we said last year yeah. and the year before and the year before that. Um, tell me what you think about LA, Muna. Yeah, Malcolm, I mean, it's going to be the same drum that we've been beating the last season. All we talked about was they needed to go and get pitching. And I know they signed Noah Syndergaard in the offseason, but after that, they really didn't do much to address their pitching. Last season, this pitching was one of the worst in the entire MLB. Their bullpen was one of the worst in the entire MLB. Um, bullpen certainly did get better. I'll give them credit for that. But as far as starting pitching, when you have a guy that's coming off of two major injuries like Noah Syndergaard is, and who knows, maybe he can return to form, but... I don't think that was enough for them to kind of address what they need to do with their starting pitching. We'll get to the hitting in a minute, but you know, I think at that point, at a point you're putting too much pressure on Shohei Otani to not only pitch well for you, but also, you know, hit the ball in case, you know, Mike Trout gets injured again. Um, but as far as the starting pitching, we talked about one name last season towards the end was Pablo Sandoval. And I think he's going to be a, a nice bright spot for them in this rotation. Um, but I still feel like they still needed to add another top line starting pitcher. If they wanted, really wanted to be serious about contending, not only the AL West, but at least for a playoff spot, because they have not been back in the playoffs uh, or been in the playoffs since the 2015 season. Um, well, as far as I'm concerned with the angels moon off, they have done it to me again. They have absolutely seduced me again. I just, everywhere <laughs> I look up and down this uh, organization, um, line up the bullpen and the starting rotation. I just see upside. And um, this time, I think, again, uh, what's the saying? Fool me once, shame on you, etc. Um, yeah. I think they're going to fool me for about the seventh season in a row. Uh, first player I'm looking at is Anthony Rendon, yes. um, who really didn't do very much uh, last season. Um, got so much more in him than that. Uh, secondly, Mike Trout. Um, played, what, 30 games last year, I think. Mm -hmm. um, this seems like an obvious one to me. Uh, I did a, uh, a Kentucky Derby podcast with Ryan and Sean uh, this time last year. And we said there was a Bob Buffett horse in there 
which was about 12 to 1. And we said, when this is won in two months' time, we'll all be looking at each other thinking, why didn't we back this at 12 to 1? This is how I feel about Mike Trout. Everyone's kind of being a little bit cautious of him. And I think mm-hmm. come the end of the season, we'll all be looking at each other saying, why didn't we back Mike Trout to win everything uh, and to drag this Angels team into the playoffs? Because I think everything's there. It, it seems a little bit too obvious and I think people are a little, being a little bit too cute uh, in fading him. Yet there are health concerns, but he's still 30 years old. I mean, he's strong as, strong as an ox. I think he's going to be absolutely fine. Um, there's upside from players like Joe Adele. Um, Joe Adele reminds me a little bit of what happened with Vlad Guerrero a couple of years ago. Uh, came up uh, amid much uh, fanfare and trumpets and Vlad struggled a little bit then last year went and smashed it out of the park Joe yeah. Adele was kind of being talked about in the same breath as Vlad Guerrero he's going to bat seventh I think he'll get a full season in um, plenty of upside there I could go on Brandon Marsh similar uh, Jared Walsh is similar mm. um, even David Fletcher having a better season uh, Justin Upton who will platoon or come off the bench they've got some decent players head to the rotation Exactly the same thing. Can uh, Shohei Otani repeat? Why not? It's the upside we're looking for. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, I like. We've mentioned last night that I have a little bit of a Mets uh, lean, so I always root for those guys, and I always want to see the positives in them. Syndergaard's one of those. You've just talked about Patrick Sandoval, uh, and I don't mind Michael Lorenzen. uh, uh, They've re-signed him as a a, a free agent as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Michael Lorenzen. And the one... One other name I will mention um, in the pen. You mentioned how bad the pen is. They do have a premium closer in Rysel Iglesias. That, yeah, um, that was a big re-signing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but they signed a lefty called Aaron Loop. Yeah. Uh, now, quite a, not a very attractive name. Um, I've, I've drafted him in lots of places uh, in fantasy. Just in terms of his ratios are absolutely elite. So if you're in a week where you haven't got much starting pitching, uh, Aaron Luke will probably put you up four or five innings and uh, his whip uh, and his ERA um, were absolutely outstanding this, uh, last year against lefties and righties. So Aaron Luke's going to be going to be a good player in there. Um, they won 77 games last year. The line is at 83 and a half. So what we're asking for here is an extra six and a half wins. Now, Mike Trout um, is a six and a half war player pretty much on his own. I sure. think if you can add a couple from uh, the players we've talked about, uh, particularly Anthony Rendon, Joe Adele, then I think the Angels absolutely can get there. Yeah, they can. And again, for me, I think it's trying to stay healthy, right? I mean, I mean, it, it sounds cliches as it is, but um, you know, if this team is able to stay healthy, if Mike Trout's again, going to be able to give you 120, 130, 140 games. Uh, those six games, they can make up fairly quickly. Um, uh, you you highlighted a name earlier, which I'm looking out for in this in this batting lineup is Anthony Rendon. Um, they need to get something out of him, kind of to give take that pressure off of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in that batting lineup. This top four, top five pitching rotation, sorry, the batting lineup, when you say David Fletcher, I think he led the league in uh, walks last season. If he's able to get on base, that's probably a guy that you could probably take a look at that might lead the league in run scored. Uh, again, when you have Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, Jared Walsh, that top five is pretty solid for the uh, Los Angeles Angels. I just get concerned about their their pitching rotation. But um, for me, I I did take a 33 to one ticket on the angels thinking that Max Scherzer was going to sign there because there was rumors about it. Um, so I'm holding on to that ticket, but um, 
it, it'll be interesting to see if they do any more acquisitions as the season kind of progresses. And I think again, health for me is the biggest thing for this team. As far as the win total, I would lean towards the over. Um, I'm not quite there to pull the plug and put actual money down on it. But if you had a gun to my head right now and made me pick away, I'm leaning towards the over. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm all in on the over. Uh, I love that 83 and a half. I think they can, uh, I think they can eclipse that. And if they do, they'll certainly be a fun team to watch and to root for. Uh, just for information purposes, before anyone goes charging to the window about David Fletcher's runs, um, Russell Resource have him batting at nine uh, with Shohei DH and leading off. Yeah. Um, with the with the universal DH now. Uh, yeah. Shohei gets to the top of the lineup, which does make him a very live candidate for the most runs scored uh, with uh, his ability to get on base and steal bags. And uh, with Mike Trout batting two, uh, Rendon at four as well so um, players there to knock Shohei Otani in um, so can you imagine like, new... if you were a pitcher <laughs> having to pitch those two guys back to back at Otani at one and Trout at two like how scary <laughs> is that it's great uh, yeah I'll be staying up late uh, to watch a few uh, Pacific Coast games involving the Angels uh, next up then third in um, one of the surprise teams from last season Moon after Seattle Mariners are plus 600 for the division Um they have a prediction of 80 games, so slightly under 500, um, with a win bet line of 83 and a half. So uh, the prediction's gone three and a half games towards the under. However, I believe, Munaf, uh, you have a little bit of a crush on the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, I think the Mariners are going to be that big, sexy pick this uh, year. And if we kind of go back to last season, Malcolm, um, this team finished with 90 wins. They had some momentum towards that end of the year where they were fighting for a wild card spot. And um, the the since I think it was May, uh, since May of last year during the season, so June, July, August, September, they had five straight winning months there um, of, of, of piling up those wins. And they were right there in contention of getting a wild card spot. They fell a little bit short. But I think that momentum really carried into the offseason. And if you kind of take a look at the moves that they made and starting with their pitching here, the big offseason, you know, the big prize was a Cy Young Award winner from last season, Robbie Ray, to come in and be the ace of the staff. And you kind of parlay that in and put that in to their rotation with the arms that they already had. Chris, Chris Flexen, you add, everyone is really high on Logan Gilbert, who was brought up last season. And Malcolm, a name that you've mentioned, uh, I think, uh, quite a few times is Justin Dunn is another guy that really has ace uh, potential in this rotation. Justin Dunn has got a, been traded to the Reds, Moonaf, and okay. has also been injured. Um, he was a, he was a, I had to put a line through him yesterday when we did okay. our... Uh, that took me by surprise as well. I didn't realize that until we were looking at that central uh, division yesterday. Yeah, but I, th- I think nonetheless, when you add like the Cy Young Award winner um, to your rotation to come in and be that top guy for you, I think that's, that, that's pretty solid, right? And Robbie Ray, last season, fun, fantastic gear. Chris Flexen, I think we're really high on as well as I was last season. Logan Gilbert, another one of their top prospects that they brought up last year with Jared Kellenick. Um, And then again, you take a look at the offensive moves before we, uh, sorry, before we get to the uh, hitting lineup, kind of want to get your thoughts on this pitching rotation as well. Well, yeah, well, um, I'm going to pick a few holes in them. Now, I really like the Mariners. I liked them last season. We talked a lot saying um, that this lineup could be uh, a good lineup for years to come because they were were, were, uh, very young guys. Um, But I'd like to 
to pick a few holes in them. They, the bat lineup last year averaged only 226, which I think was the worst in all of baseball, uh, believe it or not. Now, they made some signings. Um, you want me to talk about pitching, don't you? Sorry, I'll get through the pitching first. Robbie Ray was great because obviously I had him uh, for more strikeouts last year, yeah. at 25, 33 to 1, something like that. Um, he, he led in everything last year, did Robbie Ray. Uh, missed probably the first three or four weeks of the season, uh, but he was absolutely outstanding since then. Um, the Sharps will tell you there's a little bit of regression to the mean coming, um, which I'm loath just to follow that line. He did have a really high fit last year, mm-hmm. uh, the field in independent pitching. He left something like 90% of the base runners on, uh, which is pretty unsustainable. Um, he's just been paid. He's got this... Uh, Five-year five year deal, I believe, with Seattle. So I am expecting just a little bit of a drop-off from Robbie Ray, uh, unfortunately. Okay. Um, like Chris Flexing, they've got Marco Gonzalez, Logan Gilbert. Um, Matt Brash, uh, who they acquired from uh, San Diego, uh, he's only 23 years old. Um, I've drafted him in a few places as a bit of a flyer. Um, wasn't expecting him to make the... Uh, opening day roster, but it looks like he's going to be the SP5 map brush. So there's a rookie to look out for. So yeah, it's it's okay, Moonaf is what it is. Um, okay. But it's uh, it hasn't really blown my skirt up any. Um, you wanted to talk about some of the the acquisitions on the batting side, though. Yeah, I mean on the on the batting side, I think this is where they really made their big splashes. Right, uh, they acquired Adam Frazier from the Padres. Um, well, sorry, initially he was with the Pirates. And then the uh, Padres acquired him uh, last season. And then this season, the uh, Mariners snagged him up, kind of being that leadoff spot for the um, for the Mariners here. And last season, he was pretty good. I mean, he it was 267 with the Padres. I think it was about 50-something games. But prior to that, with the um, Pirates, he was batting 324 with the 836 OPS. Last season, we talked about this when we were talking about players coming up. Um, the Mariners called up Jared Kelenic. A little shaky at first. He was batting around or right around that 100 mark, 120 mark. But towards the end of the season, he really came on for the Mariners. And you add other guys in the lineups that they already had, Mitch Hanniger, uh, Ty France, uh, Kyle Lewis, J.P. Crawford. And, you know, this team in this offseason wasn't afraid to make moves because last season this team ranked dead last in a lot of the offensive categories. They were last in hits. Average was down for the uh, Mariners as well, but then they made a, made a trade with the uh, with the Reds for Jesse Winker and uh, Suarez. That's going to add some more, you know, pop in their lineup. So I think the potential is certainly there for this um, Mariners team. The front office came out and said, "Hey, we're tired of rebuilding," and I think they've really addressed uh, those issues in the in the in the batting lineup. Um, and for a team that finished ninety again with ninety wins last season. I think this might be the year where they kind of break that drought of not being in the playoffs since 2001. So I expect this Mariners team to contend in this division, but also be um, one of the teams that is going to be fighting for those three wildcard spots because this season, the playoff format is a little different uh, under the new CBA. I've seen some uh, plus 200 moon off about Seattle to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So if that is something that interests you to go and seek that out. Yeah, Jesse Winker was making a bit of a run for uh, MVP last year yes. uh, before he got injured mid-season. But him and uh, Enio Suarez uh, are both good signings. Just, I've, I've just got question marks moving off. I, I, I couldn't, having, having come down so much in favour of the Angels, 
I, f- I had to regress someone. And for me, Frazier, Crawford, uh, I love Ty France, um, but Jared Kellenick, there's, there's a quite a lot of question marks. And what I don't get is, Munaf, mm-hmm. this is something the Con Sig would say, I reckon. Um, last year, they won 90 games. Yeah. They have added a lot of players. Mm-hmm. And the win total this year is 83 and a half. Now, what what's what am I missing? Where's the where's the rabbit gone here? There's a red flag there to me. Uh-huh. Uh, Las Vegas want you to put your money on them, Moonaf. Uh, they are throwing it out there. It, they've dug a hole and they've covered it in twigs and leaves and they're waiting for you to come skipping along and plunge headlong into that old Moonaf. Well, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I am going to be the one that's going to take that plunge here. Uh, I'm trying to pull You want me up. to come along with my ladder and get you out of that hole in September, won't you? Yeah, we're going to be talking about this all season long, but I, I'm trying to go back and see last year what the win totals were uh, for this Mariners team. Let me see if I can pull that up in the meantime. last year. Oh, no, no, sorry, I mean, like, like the preseason before, win total. I'll, yeah, I might have it in my little... Here, let me see. I think I have it right here. American League West. Um, what's 90 minus around 17? Uh, no, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> I think it was around 73 last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so I think... You yeah, know, they, they, yeah they, they outperformed, uh, probably behind the San Francisco Giants. They were probably yeah. the team who outperformed their, uh, their projection the most. Yeah, so I think that I think it's probably accounted for with all the moves that they made about 10 wins. Uh, you know, you add Robbie Ray, Cy Young, you made the trade with a player like you mentioned with Weaker that was in the MVP conversation uh, with the Reds last season. Uh, and then again, the young players got some more experience in the major league level. You know, with Jared Kellenick, you have Logan Gilbert. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet, uh, Malcolm, on this team this season. Uh, I, I was uh, I was bullish on them last year towards the end of the season, but I think the momentum that they, they built at the end of the season, I think it's gonna kind of carry over for them this year. Yeah, the uh, the two pretty girls in this division have uh, made fools of both of us. Moon, if I've got off with the Angels and you've gone off with the Mariners, and we're both going to be sitting crying into our beer come September. So we're going to find uh, out which hot. Lesson. Yeah, we're going to find yeah. out which hot girl has the penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a life lesson there for all you DJs, which I'm sure you've learned more than once before. Uh, so yeah, you take the overs. I, I mean, that's just no bet for me. That just, I'm, like I say, I put the angels up. I, I was unsure about the Astros. I am yeah. equally unsure um, about the Mariners. Um, if you do want to go and uh, take all your money and waste it on a pretty girl, uh, why don't you instead um, go and get some Las Vegas style casino action? Um, over at the WinBet Casino, the premier online casino from the five-star win resorts. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills and jackpots, WinBet is everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. WinBet Win Hour is from 2pm to 3pm Pacific time. Better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app, is alerted right on the hour. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, next up, Moonaf. Um fourth on the list and this is an interesting one really interesting one um 
because this team were a bit of a shambles last year, the Texas Rangers. Uh, and then just, I don't know, you, they, they did a lot of strange things uh, yeah. in terms of spending money. They're still 16 to 1. Uh, so they haven't improved beyond all recognition. Um, projection is 74. Uh, win bets have them at 74 and a half. So you couldn't put a cigarette paper between them. Um, what do you think the Rangers are up to? Yeah, so I know you and I like uh, quizzing each other over the course of the season. So I'm going to put out the first quiz question for you or a pop quiz here. So, okay, come on. The Rangers in the offseason, I believe from what I read, spent the most amount of uh, money on free agents, I believe, in the history of the MLB. Wow. Now, what do you think that number was? Or how many dollars would you think that was? And so in t- total value of the contract. So if they dished out a seven or eight year contract. Yeah, yeah. So they, if they, they whatever, yeah. So between oh, Corey wow. Seager, between Marcus. Yeah. Maybe 612 million. You're close. $561 million. Oh, that's not a bad guess. I'm, I'm yeah, having yeah. half a point there, Moonaf. Yeah, I'll give you a half a point for that. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, for, for this team, we'll start with the pitching that we'll work, work our way for the hitting. I mean, we're, I think everybody's excited for the, for the additions on the offensive side of the baseball for them with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. But, uh, you know, they did pick up uh, John Gray from the Rockies who's going to be their first frontline starter, their, their ace pitcher at that number one spot in their rotation. But what really concerns me about the uh, Rangers is their pitching after that, right? When you have Martin Perez as your number two guy, you know, we talked about Dan Dunning a lot last season as your number three guy, Colby Allard and Spencer Howard uh, come to round out your t- pitching rotation. Yeah, those guys have the potential to get better. But I think that if you're trying to compete, especially in the American League, uh, when we you know, you know we talked about the White Sox that have one of the best rotations, you know the the Astros that we talked about today have one of the two or three best rotations in the American League. For the Rangers, it's it's not there, right? I mean, John Gray is solid; he's going to be a good guy for you to build around your rotation. But after that, it's a significant fall off for me. And I think that they still have a long way to go to make this team competitive. And I think it's you know for the foreseeable future right now. Somewhere that need a focus is going to be on that pitching rotation for me. So um, I think we talked about the Twins last, uh, sorry, yesterday, where their batting lineup is going to be absolutely fantastic. They're going to be able to pull up runs, but I think equally they're going to be giving up the same amount of runs as well. So um, for me, I think there's going to be a team that you probably want to, again, a, a team that's going to be maybe looking at team totals to go over for the Rangers, but their their game totals to go over as well because the the rotation. Not so great, but their batting lineup is going to be uh, really exciting. Yeah, I saw a, a tweet. I can't remember who it was, so I can't credit them. A couple of months ago, um, saying that the Texas Rangers are about to lead, lead the league and lose in games 12 to 7, uh, which pretty <laughs> much speaks to exactly what you were just saying. That, yeah. uh, team totals, get on the overs. It's going to be 19 runs every night. Um, yeah, yeah the, that rotation's horrible. John Gray is okay, but he's probably an SP3 or 4 somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, Martin Perez, no thanks. Uh, Dane Dunning, I don't know what to expect from him at all, but I'm not expecting it to be great. Um, then what Taylor Hearn and AJ Alexi? We had some fun with AJ Alexi uh, yeah. in September last year. Moon after we got we picked him up at uh, plus two hundred in a couple of games. Um, I think that was something that uh, Dave, the sports week contact, pointed out as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what AJ Alexi um, can do. Is he's actually projected to 
pitch to an ERA of over five. So uh, we might have to pick our spots with him or the cat might be out the bag anyway. Yeah, top line was great. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Mitch Garver, and Nathaniel Lowe, Adolis Garcia, yeah. um, who made a rookie of the year run last year, hit a lot of bombs. They've got a lot of power in that lineup, yeah. all the way down as well. Quite, it goes quite deep. Uh, Cole Calhoun was another good pickup. Um, hopefully, a bit of a, a bounce back from him. He, he, he was injury plagued. And then Brad Miller, uh, Andy Ibanez, and Willie Calhoun, uh, batting nine, projected to hit 19 home runs. Um, so I thought, yeah, the lineup's great. Uh, the rest of it isn't. So, yeah, that uh, we, we often look in season for a trend uh, and overs. Um, or team totals might just be it, Moonoff. Uh, in terms of the total of 74, it's right there. The, the line is right on the projection. Um, it's, it's a no bet for me. Um, are, you, are you similar? Yeah, I think I probably want to stay away from it. I, I want to see what this team is capable of doing. I think this number is pretty spot on for the Rangers. Um Again, made some great moves as far as getting guys in their starting or sorry in their batting uh, lineup. But as far as pitching, I kind of want to see. You know, we could come back in a month or so, and these pitchers are doing absolutely fantastic and look like idiots for what we said right now. But um, I, I want to see it before I can actually get behind this Rangers team. But as far as game by game basis, yeah, I think this might be a team that we probably need to write down, Malcolm. That is probably gonna you know team totals overs and games to fly over the total. Yeah, there'll, there'll certainly be a fun watch. Uh, another fun distraction is Stable Duel. Uh, if you play the ponies, there's horse racing every day of the year. Uh, Stable Duel is a new way to play, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others and move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Uh, if you don't know much about the horses, uh, don't worry. Uh, a, you can either ask me and I'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, or also, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. Um, the app's free to download, stableduel.com. Multiple games offered from tracks all across the states. Um, create your account, start building, and start racing your stables today. Invite friends, play against each other, or you can play against our stables. Download the app now at stableduel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. Stableduel.com. Okay, Moonaf. So there is a team projected to be worse than the Texas Rangers here. Um, yep. <laughs> and bear in mind, uh, in getting into June last year, getting into the summer sun last year, uh, they were worrying us over one of our bigger bets on the Houston Astros. Um, the Oakland Athletics were up there um, looking to win 90-odd games. Um, as it stands now, they are... What price? 20 to 1 to win the division. Yeah. Um, they have a prediction of 72. Uh, they have a bookies line of 70.5. Um, yeah, full on tear down mode. They've just set fire to the entire organization, Muna. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much been the story of the offseason for the Oakland A's. And that's exactly where I wrote down fire sale. Uh, Chapman went to the Blue Jays. Matt Olson uh, replaced Freddie Freeman on the Atlanta Braves. Mark Kenna has gone. Starling Marte is gone. And then we also have to still have the rumors of Sean Manaya and Frankie Montas that could also be on the move as well for some of these other teams that are looking for pitching. So, you know, teams like the Rangers that we talked about, I don't know if they're going to trade them within the division, but there's teams that still need quality pitching. And these are still quality guys that you can add to your rotation. 
they got their their main pitcher from last year, Chris Bassett, that they traded over to the Mets. So um, pretty much, yeah, tearing the walls down. Uh, it looks like, you know, we had Minty, our friend of our show last season, that the Oakland A's were rumored to probably move to Vegas as a potential baseball team. I was trying to confirm with her before the show we got on if there's more traction to that because I know team ownership of the Oakland A's uh, were visiting Vegas for about a potential stadium. But the latest news, I and she just messaged me back saying that um, they're looking to build a basketball stadium now in Vegas, trying to attack oh, an NBA team. So, um, you know, those rumors are still going to be out there about the Oakland A's potential move and, and not getting a, um, a stadium done there in Oakland. But Malcolm, I didn't really have much for this team. Um, complete teardown, complete fire sale. I'll be very surprised if Sean Manaya or Frankie Montas are still on this roster come trade deadline for the Oakland A's. And um, it looks like I probably will be more than likely to already. Actually, I told you yesterday, I already took the under uh, wins on this team. Um, if those two names leave, Sean Manaya and Frankie Montas leave, um, I mean, that's it. That's the, they're the only two names I've written down. Yeah. Uh, anywhere approaching um, MLB quality ball players maybe a couple in the pen okay I'll give you uh, Lou Trevino and maybe AJ Puck um, but apart from that this is a it's a minor league lineup the batting average is moving after the top two are over 250 mm-hmm. Tony Kemp and Elvis Andrews and then from three down uh, projected batting averages are 228 229 241 237 217 227 225 yeah um, so all under 250 a lot of them were way under 250 uh, down and under 220, uh, under 230. So, yeah, it's horrible. I mean, Christian Pache came across uh, from the Braves. Um, he was a bit of a name. I did have a bit of a thing for Sheldon Noisy, um, mm-hmm. who got some who got some run for the LA Dodgers, uh, projected to start as a bench player. But I mean, these are players I'd be looking at as the 20th man on your roster, on any other roster. Not uh, not names I'd be throwing out if I was taking this anywhere near seriously. Um the only thing that they get you is that the athletics tend to do things in the right way and they can put together through their through the systems that they use um competitive teams they can they can manufacture uh, a half decent season so maybe that 70 and a half is low and maybe they could get to uh they could get to 74 75 um but yeah it's it's just a no bet for me it's red flags i don't really want to be uh rooting for them to get hammered every time uh, and get down to 65, 66 to win a bit. Um, so it'll be it'll be another uh, abstain from me. Do you want? Would you want, want to pick a side of this fight? Yeah, I think the the the, the thing the bigger concern for me is last year is we if we're looking at offensive statistics, um, they were number twenty one in hits in the entire year. Home runs they were thirteen, uh, and then batting averages really really fell off. They were number twenty two in the league slugging percentage. They were nineteenth, and then OPS they were number seventeen. But a lot of those guys that were responsible for that were Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, those type of players. Um, they're gone now. So I think where is the offensive production really going to come from? The only one player that kind of sticks out to me because I am familiar with him because he was with the Astros, Tony Kemp. He's more of a utility guy, but he's going to be exciting for them, probably at the top of their lineup, maybe a good guy to get in your DFS lineups or even on your fantasy team. But other than that, I just don't see it here, Malcolm. I already bet the under on the 71 and a half uh, for the Oakland A's this coming season. Yeah, and there's, there's no depth either. You could see, even if they were around 500 for the first couple of months, 
uh, or 450 or so. You could see them hit the slump. You could see a, a dog days of summer. You could see a real slump coming for the Oakland Oakland days. So I won't be betting it, uh, but that is the direction I'd be looking at. Um, so as far as, far as the, the entire division then, Moonoff, we've covered the five teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our shiny spreadsheets that we're, uh, that we're keeping track in. What names and numbers are you going to be putting in that spreadsheet for the American League West? Yeah, for me, as far as a, a division winner, I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall for the hot girl. I'm gonna go Seattle Mariners. <laughs> I think they win this division here. Um, I think that you know the the momentum, like I said, that they found last season with um, being in contention for that wild card spot. I think that's a taste of success that they kind of needed, or getting close to success. I think that's something that kind of carried over the moves that this front office made to kind of improve this roster, whether it was pitching in uh, the batting rotation, sorry, the batting lineup, which was not very good last year. I think that's going to be okay enough for them to maybe be average. And I think that's an improvement from where they were last season. Um, I will pick them as a division winner, but I think actual putting money down as my best bet um, it will be the Mariners to make the playoffs. And I think you can find that around plus 175, plus 200 for them to get one of those wild card spots. Um, and then my best bet for this division, I'm going to take another under as far as a win total. Oakland A's under 71 and a half for me, Malcolm. Okay, like it, Moonaf. Uh, we had the fancy price last night with the Chicago Cubs tonight. Moonaf puts up the Seattle Mariners. Uh, plus 600. Uh, mine is, I'm going with the other pretty girl, um, the Los Angeles Angels over the um, 83 and a half. Um, like I say, they won 77 games last year and there is more upside in nine or 10 of their uh, roster. Uh, so hopefully they can start getting a little bit of momentum. I think it's something that they need. Momentum is a real thing uh, and the LA Angels can, uh, can ride that to uh, hopefully... Uh, a decent 86 or 87 win season and stay competitive uh, up until September. Uh, so you can put the Angels over in for me, Moonaf. That would be my pick. Uh, what do you got for division winner? I can't get past Houston. Um, okay. Like I said, I'm not going to put them up. Um, I might figure them in a parlay once we get to episode six um, in a day or two's time. Um, I might I might parlay Houston with somebody. I don't think there'll be many in it, though. If they get to 89... Uh, and I've just said that the Angels get to 87. We might end up with a, with a decent race there. So certainly at um, minus 150 or thereabouts, uh, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be putting any hard-earned uh, on the Houston Astros. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun uh, division race to watch. I mean, yeah. a- Astros, you know, we've talked about it all season long last year that, you know, the, they're pretty much returned the same roster, obviously the loss of Carlos Correa, but Jeremy Pena stepping in for them is going to be big. Um, I think that, you know, he'll pick up for what Carlos Correa kind of left off, maybe even more. Uh, Mariners improved. Uh, Angels getting Mike Trout back with a full healthy season, the reigning MVP and Shohei Otani. Interesting what they'll be able to get out of Noah Syndergaard. But again, those in-season moves at the trade deadline is really probably maybe what determines who's going to win this division. So um, I'm glad that we have some disagreement, but it'll be fun to watch uh, as this, some of these races kind of transpire. Yeah, absolutely, Munaf. Uh, so that is the AL West uh, put away uh, for our preview show. That's three of six. Um, keep your eyes peeled, everybody, uh, on Apple, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, or the SGPN app. There's already two 
uh, the NL Central and AL Central went out yesterday. And the next, uh, the following three will be out in the next day or two. As well as all the other baseball content, I updated my fantasy rankings about two hours ago. Uh, they're embedded on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. So by all means, um, get across there if you've got a big draft coming up and hopefully my rankings can give you a nudge in the right direction. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you very much, Munaf. Yes, sir. Uh, cheers, everyone. Uh, happy betting. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.